Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another SC report, and it is a massive one because how good is Queensland? Huge win last night. That second half was tremendous. And on tonight's podcast, I am joined by a fellow Queenslander, not JT, uh, but a guy you might be familiar with who writes a captain article every week. Lakey, how are you going, champion? Mate, after last night, I'm freaking outstanding. It was an absolute belter of his game, wasn't it? Mate, that was fantastic. Fantastic. I was there. Um, Quare was a little bit quiet early on, but the second half, um, I don't know what it looked like on TV. I still haven't watched the replay, but the, the crowd got into it so much with the Queenslander chance. And you could just see the, the, the players, particularly the forwards, lift and defensively, they were outstanding. Absolutely. Straight out of half time, you could see the, uh, the change in the Queensland attitude. We were putting um, the, the, the blue guys on the back foot. Tackling them, you know, 15 times within their 20-meter line. It was just like a, a switch had been flicked and all of a sudden we were a different team. It was brilliant. Fantastic. So 1-0, mate, going into Perth. It's going to be very interesting what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I know they've done the old, um, what is it, the, the neutral ground a couple of years now, but, but Perth's a new one, isn't it? I don't think they've played one there, but they've got that brand spanking new stadium. So... I mean, if, if I um, hadn't already done a big trip this year, I, I would definitely pencil in potentially going to, to Perth for that weekend, taking the Friday, Monday off. I've never been there before. Um, Mate, I'm surprised you're not anyway. You've done the overseas trip. You've done the magic round. You've been to Origin last, you know, the other day. Does your um, salary sombrero know no bounds? Well, do, you know, do you know what I'm doing tomorrow? Oh, God. What are you doing? So I'm on a 6 a.m. flight to Melbourne uh, tomorrow, mate. So... Um, Got to, got to work down there tomorrow, but then I uh, have the weekend to go to uh, a football game. Going to watch the Blues and catch up with a lot of, lot of mates. So it's going to be another another fantastic weekend by me. Jesus Christ, you're like the Sydney Roosters of the NRL Supercoach team. Yeah, Uncle Nick uh, looks after me. <laughs> if it's our Uncle Nick, I don't I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> okay, so you are the captain guru. Um, how is your article coming along? Yeah, mate, it's doing well. Um, I say, obviously, it's not out today. Uh, State of Origins put that back a day, with like with everything else. Um, but um, I'm just putting the finishing touches on it tonight. So if you hear any tapping throughout the episode today, you'll know what that's about. But I'll, I'll try and keep it to a minimum. I'm not great at multitasking anyway. Can we give the listeners a bit of a preview of who your top uh, pick is for the weekend? Is it going to be a secret after what Lolo's been doing the last few weeks? <laughs> <laughs> you can't go against him, can you? No, absolutely um, not. But, yeah, other guys I am very keen on. Uh, Andrew Fafita's got a great matchup. Um, I've I've thrown in a little bit of Anthony Milford for you, mate. I know Ooh. you're a bit keen. Ooh, so, don't tempt me. I've had a look. Don't tempt me. Um, yeah, yeah, so some decent matchups and and some shocking matchups. There's also a shocking game, but we'll get to that. So, how is your season going overall? This is your first podcast of the season. Um, I think you started a little bit slowly, but you've been creeping up in the rankings. Yeah, so I had a, a, a you know bouncing around between somewhere in the nine thousands and early two thousands. Um, after Magic Round, you remember we're at Magic Round and everyone's busting out those thirteen hundred scores. Yeah, oh, I, I this. A, this is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I pumped an eleven fifty eight on the back of Ockham <laughs> <laughs> It was a shocker. I mean, if, 
if we hadn't have been there watching Palmer, I probably would have necked myself. Oh, mate. Well, but, that, was, um, uh, that was tough. Yeah, we'll say I dropped down to about 10,000 after that weekend, but I'm, I've bounced back a couple of 1,300 scores. And then 895 last week in the buy round has, has pumped me up the rankings a bit. So happy days again. Good stuff. All right. Well, um, it's good to have you on board. Thank you very much for um, for taking over for JT for a week. I reckon we can cut this podcast down from an hour to about 30 minutes. So that's good, mate. And no, no Cowboys chat as well. And um, we can actually talk about... cut the... it by half anyway. Well, yeah, we can actually talk about the club that Ponga does play for now, which is the Knights, not the Cowboys. So, um, all right. What's ahead on tonight's podcast? We've got... It's pretty packed, as you would imagine. We had Origin last night, Teamless Tuesday. Obviously on Tuesday, but there's a whole heap that's happened over the last 48 hours. So we've got a heap to get through as per usual. So we're going to start with Around the Grounds. Then we've got news. That's going to take a little bit of time, I think. The Welder's Dog Unpopular SC Opinion of the Week. And then the two-minute drill, a heap to get through there. And it's going to be really, really important for Round 16. And then we're going to finish up with our Your Fired segment. So let's just jump straight into uh, the first segment of the podcast. Around the Grounds. So this wasn't a fantastic weekend for me. Uh, I lost a few players to Origin and took a risk on, uh, a, a, well, I don't even know if I'd call it a risk anymore. It was an absolute shocker, mate, with uh, Tuppany. Uh, I don't know what happened there. That was disgraceful efforts um, by him and Ricky Stewart to only play for, you know, 30-odd minutes. I never saw that coming. So I ended up with a 7.58, finished with 24, and, and um, sitting in the rankings 24.53 overall. You did quite a lot better than me. Yeah, I, I took another risk and I brought in a couple of the cheaper guys just to get some numbers up um, with Walker and, and I want to say Tor'o. Um, Tor'o. And Tor'o. Shout out to to AP on Twitter. He'll be all over us for getting that wrong. Um, yeah, they, they performed well enough, um, but, you know, it wasn't outstanding. But, yeah, the 895, very happy with that. That's pushed me up into 25.31 for the year, as I said, on my way back up to the top end. Yeah, you're very, very close to me. So you, you're doing quite well, and, and I'm going to be going full steam ahead for round 16. I don't care if I burn 10 trades between here and, and there. It just needs to be done. You've got 11-2 burn, so yeah. you safe if you only burn 10. <laughs> but more more importantly, on my rise up the ladder, I've jumped JT, so um, you're getting a bit of success on the on the show tonight well, considering what you used to. Yeah, that's not hard, mate. He's, he's been having an well, absolute mare this year. I've actually been made at to least, actually been made at to least he has the, um, At least he has the Cowboys to fall back on. Oh, yeah, they're doing well as well. That's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, the one thing he does have going for him at the moment is he's part of the Young Legends League, which is coming fourth overall, so that's fantastic. And then we've got our Wednesday podcast battle, uh, Catfish and uh, and also Bear, two overall champions against a bunch of battlers, JT and myself. So the SD report, yeah, total points scored this year, uh, 27-228, and we're... we're uh, Trailing a little bit, lost a little bit of ground last weekend to the NRL Supercoach Champions podcast, 27-3-9-9. So they're in front. Bear is absolutely killing it this year in the top 400 again. He's an absolute gun. Yeah, mate, I say it's a funny old bet. You guys have forgot going, and um, Bear is carrying that team to no end. I, say, I think he's getting dragged down a little bit by the other has-been that's been on there. Mate, I'm pretty, I was always pretty confident because it's got Wilfred in it. And I think out of the year that he uh, finished in the top – or he won the the whole thing. He, I don't think he's finished in the top thousand. So definitely has been been carried by Bear. And also a shout out to another ex champion as well, uh, Banyo. He's also killing it this year. I think he's in the top three hundred as well. So he's having a fantastic season. Yeah, mate. You can't keep a good man down. Banyo does fantastic things every year. It seems he does. This is the news. As is expected after a uh, an Origin game, there is a heap of news to get through from a player perspective, and also just a heap of news outside of Origin as well. So let's just talk, just touch on the Origin fallout. There's been uh, bits and pieces of news coming out probably in the last five hours, like here about who's going to be in, who's going to be out. So what do we know right now in terms of the players that are going to be missing? A uh, big one for me and for all super coaches is Ponga is out. Um, it was always going to happen. 
considering um, his debut origin last year, he backed up six days later and pinged his hammy and was out, you know, for a good chunk of the season. So they weren't going to risk him two days afterwards, but um, he's a huge out. We know Walker, Cody Walker's out, which is surprising because he barely played. Um, Caught a cold, mate. Caught a cold. Caught a cold. Yeah, sitting on the bench over there in, in Suncorp, he's played as much as you did by the looks of it. <laughs> Offer Gowie is out with his knee. That's um, a shocker. To, hey, he, he caught a laceration or something. Yeah, with the stud. I didn't quite catch it. Yeah, so it's obviously done some damage. He's out for up to a month apparently. It's a shocker. He was really good last night too. Both the young Broncos forwards and Fafida and Offen Gowie, I thought in the second half they played a uh, significant yeah. role. I was a bit shocked that Fafita got picked, considering he barely plays for the Broncos. But he was outstanding off he the was. bench for us last night. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see him um, having a huge second half of the season, and he's uh, as we like to say, one to watch for the run home, Lucky. Absolutely, I say I'm not watching him, mate. In in uh, draft, I've got him firmly in my side, and I'll be keeping a close eye on him. Mm. And then the Roosters, um, we've just heard that I think they're going to be resting two players and then two players after Origin. It seems like Cordner is the most logical player to, to miss. And then, well, we don't know. It could be a Latrell or a, um, a Tedesco or something, and either one of those players would hurt because they're uh, very highly owned. Yeah, if it's Teddy, it's going to kill a lot of teams. Um, I had a look back last year. The Roosters players, uh, none of them backed up after game three last year. So Robinson's got a history of resting his boys after the big games. I mean, I, I just kind of wish we knew who it was going to be. And it's a shocker as well. Is they play at four o'clock on the Sunday? Um, because there is, a yeah. mo- there is a Monday game, don't forget, this weekend. So um, it's, an, it's an absolute crazy... Um, if they don't back up, then they never will. 4 p.m. on the Sunday, that's almost a five-day turnaround. So... You'd expect that they've surely just got to play, um, but yeah, who knows? And and the annoying thing is that we just we won't be able to, um, you know, if we're looking at who's going to to cover us, uh, the ob- obvious option is probably an RTS if we don't own him, and that would be a trade for me of Corey Allen to to RTS on the Saturday afternoon, and who knows if we'll know then what that actual Roosters lineup will be. Well, that's true, but you could do a, a whole lot worse than trading Corey Allen to RTS, i tell you that much. You'll have to make that trade on Friday because Corey Allen's locked in after the first Friday game. Yeah, the other option is too is to shift um, C&K into uh, fullback um, and then you could also play one of your centre wing reserves instead so you don't cop the, the Allen um, AE, which would be handy. But yeah, it's, it's very tricky with them playing the second last game of the weekend. Yeah, mate, I, I like the CNK option personally. Um, having a look through my captain's article, the Tigers are giving up 50 points a game to opposing fullbacks this year, so CNK could be in for a good afternoon. So he won't be the worst option if you do have to flick him. But again, he plays early, so you're going to have to make that call early on and and then just hope. Yeah, well, I think majority of people will be playing them in the centre wing, but it's just a matter of trying to sniff him into your starting fullback so you're not copping that AE. Um, exactly. So the rest of the speaking of CNK, so the the Raiders players look like they're all going to back up, which is great news. You've got Cook, Murray, Cleary, who have been confirmed, and also Morgan, and then all of the Storm players have made the trip over to Auckland as well for the game against the Warriors. So um, that's impressive. I thought that there definitely would have been a few of those guys missing out. And then unsure, we're, we're pretty much not hearing anything of the Manly players. And then anyone else that we no. have, anyone else that we haven't mentioned so far is um, yeah, we just we won't know until probably um, tomorrow afternoon, I'd say. Well, on Twitter, Barry Tui from Newcastle Herald, he's got his finger on the pulse of all things Newcastle. Uh, he tweeted that Clemmer got through fine, so he might be leaning towards being in. I'd be surprised to see Kotrick back up after that injury he suffered late in the game. I reckon he'll get a rest. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Well, the reports were today that he wants to play, but we'll just see how it goes. Okay, so let's just jump into the, the major team news, starting with South. You've got James Roberts who's going to debut, Sam Burgess... Uh, he's going to play, but then he's going to head into surgery. So he's going to miss rounds 14, 15, and 16, but that's a buy. Might also miss 17 as well. And then you've got Adam Reynolds, who was out, and that looks like it's a, it's a pretty bad injury. It could be out for an indefinite period. Yeah, that's a shocker, considering he was um, worried about a fractured leg just before the origin, and he came through that unscathed. Um, and now he's out with, uh, they're saying, a fractured back. 
Yeah, he can't take a trick, that guy. He always seems to to be injured. Unbelievable. He, yeah, he could have been very close to origin selection this year as well. So that's a, a shame for him. For the Sharks, um, it, it seems at this stage that Wade Graham is more likely than Sean Johnson. I think the Sharks have got a five-day turnaround after this game. So the signs are pointing towards that, that Graham will be an in inclusion, but maybe Johnson won't make the cut. It'll be great to see Wade Graham running around again, won't it? So the Eels, got, uh, that's pretty big supercoach news here as well with Nathan Brown and the reserves. And reports are that he's probably likely to um, to make the side. And, and that impacts, uh, well, you don't know who it's going to impact the most out of Sean Lane or Emmanuel Mao. Well, they've got Tepo Moroa playing at lock at the moment, um, which is usually where Nathan Brown plays. So, you know, if he gets up to the starting side, you'd think uh, Moroa would be out. But um, I, I think he comes onto the bench. He'll be eased back in a little bit. But, um, you know, he's a huge in for the Eels and he's a huge in for our Supercoach sides. Yeah, he's a massive in. I mean, that's 60 minutes that's going to have to get generated in the back row. So Lane and, and Mal playing 80 minutes there. Surely one of them has to lose some minutes, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unless they start playing um, Brown as their backup hooker, which they've done in the past. Yeah, yeah fair enough. So we'll find out now... Um, I mean, with the with the buy coming up as well, um, no, neither of those guys are probably people that'd be looking. Particularly Lane, he's he's someone that you're probably looking to move on over the next couple of weeks. For Manly, you've got Tom Travojevic, who's been named. Um, we're going to talk about him a little bit later on. For the Raiders, uh, Jordan Rapana is back. Hudson Young is out suspended for five weeks, which is good for my boy. Uh, Tapani, but we'll see what happens with minutes. Uh, <laughs> You're going to ride that train to the death, aren't you? Well, it's 350k now, mate. So it's too. I can't sell him. So I'm just going to hope that he um, plays it right for yeah. the next the next month or so and get grows in value, and then just trade him to uh, maybe a Jake Trevojevic. Well, wasn't he only halfway through the game last week and got hurt again? No, no, he didn't get hurt at all. He just was. Uh, just was absent. Well, that's worse. Just absent. He was just taken off for no reason after about 15 minutes and then didn't come on uh, until there was about 10 minutes to go. It was shocking. But he scored over, it was uh, 30 points in 20-odd minutes or something. So getting through a lot of work. So hopefully he gets the 50 minutes this week. That would be lovely. For Manly, you've got uh, – sorry, we've done Manly. For the Cowboys, Michael Morgan has been named at fullback to replace Jordan Carr, who is out for a couple of weeks. And I think that's basically it there. The Titans, Joy Arrow returns after missing the, the game before Origin. And – Quite sad and interesting that Ash Taylor, Ash Taylor has been um, came out today that he's on personal leave. So there's obviously a little bit going there. So best um, wishes to him and hopefully he sorts everything out. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's obviously going through a bit of things and he's copped a, a lot this week after that um, decision late in the game to hand off the, the goal kick. But um, nothing but the best for Ash Taylor. He's a fantastic young kid and I hope he pulls through. And for the Panthers, you've got Viliami Kikau, who returns after being a late out due to illness. Uh, and then a couple other positional changes within the um, the back row with Martin dropping back to the bench and also. That's about it, I think, from a, um, a team's perspective. So is there anything, any other news that is floating around, mate, that we need to, to bring to the attention on the podcast? No, nothing huge at the moment. I was keeping an eye on the Cowboys situation with uh, Scott Drinkwater because there was the potential for a mid-season switch because um, they obviously need a fullback. But it looks like that negotiations are on hold because the Storm are trying to get something back in return. So nothing out there at the moment. No. Just everyone sitting on their hands hoping that teams fall their way. Yeah, well, I mean, the other only other news floating around this moment at the moment is the Aussies are getting absolutely belted in the World Cup right now. I think when I last saw it, they were four wickets down um, for about thirty-five runs, so an absolute horror show there. Unbelievable! We're either world beaters or we're just numpties. There's no in between with us. Yeah. Oh well, then the breaks, my friend. Yeah. Well, it could be worse. You could be a Carlton supporter. Anyway, let's move right along. So now it's time for the Welders Dog Unpopular Supercoach Opinion of the Week. This segment is proudly brought to you by the Welders Dog, a fantastic brewery from Armandale in country New South Wales. Tonight's beverage for me is their stouts, the perfect tonic for a cold Brisbane winter's night. I know that you're probably haven't been fortunate enough to um, have your uh, your hands wrapped around a Welders Dog right now. Mate, have you tried I'm one yet? Direct, I'm looking directly at a farmhouse ginger beer. Whoa. Um, I, Found a little spot called Craft um, on Old Cleveland Road at Cooper Roo, yep. right next to the Coles there. Um, specialises in all your fancy 
beers and wines and stuff and they sell a welder's dog ginger beer there so oh, i stopped fancy. in a couple of times yeah awesome there's a craft right next to me in red hill as well and uh i think they're they're related so that's a fantastic one uh free plug craft if you're inter- interested we're more than happy to take <laughs> you on board as well mate I'm, I'm visiting there every thursday at the moment after my mum's place at cooperoo it's, so they're getting some business well we're always open for business here as well so, more well. Let's start with you, mate. You, um, you, you, you're the guest. You, do you just give sure. us a wrap? So, what's your welder's dog super coach un- unpopular opinion of the week? My, we're heading now towards round sixteen. After getting through the big buy round, we're heading towards the next one, and that's when we start looking at all those players that we're trying to get into to you know survive, climb the rankings and whatnot. But my. Welder's dog, unpopular supercoach opinion of the week is that Eason Masters is not a must-have for round 16. Interesting. Go on. Mate, he's he's a gun player. There's no doubt about it, but he's just not putting up the numbers at the moment. You've got his last four games, he's scored 29 points, 68 points, including two tries, 70 points, including a try and about 20 in uh, conversions 48 points with a try he's just he he's not getting through the normal work i don't know what it is about the tigers they're just not scoring as well as they are so as much as he is one of the better options for round 16 i don't think you probably need to rush out and waste a trade in getting him uh, there's a lot of guys around the the traps at the moment you've got your nicoras your cherries, your Herberts, Lomaxes, Cape Wells, who a lot of people started with if they're still around. Katoni Stags is an option coming up to that round 16. You, you don't need to bust your team apart to get an Eastern Masters at the moment. When you look at the run home, are you going to be playing him over Nakora, Bateman, Gutherson, Latrell, any of those guys? Um, I'd probably have him definitely in the top four centre wings. I mean, I've got him and um, I was very happy to pick him up uh, a few weeks ago. So, I mean, I, I think he's a, I think he kind of, he's one, definitely one of the, the best centre wings to have for 16. But with a break even of 73, I don't think you need to go out and get him. I think you'll, you'll be able to pick him up around 15 in that super trade week for a pretty, pretty good price. I mean, you're spot on about his, um, his base. It's been right down. So just looking at pure, pure base now. So round 8, 19, round 9, 26, round 10, 21, and then he um, reverted back up last weekend with 31 and just pure base. Um, that obviously doesn't include his goal-kicking offloads and all that other good stuff. But, yeah, he, it's definitely a bit down on, on what he's done previously, and it's been a very annoying for an owner because he has been scoring tries of late, just hasn't been maximising that with the base. But that's, that's what I mean. He's always been that base, that beast, and he's been getting up around the 60s, 70s um, without scoring tries. And now he's getting over the line, and he's he's scoring less, if anything. I just I don't see that I want to spend the money on getting him um, when I realistically, personally, only see him as a, a one-week, two-week play. Mm, interesting. Well, I, I think he's definitely a centre-wing keeper, but you're allowed to take... It's uh, it's what this is about. This is a unpopular super coach opinion of the week. So that's fine. All right. Well, then that, that's that's pretty strong for your first one so far. I mean, I think mine. I thought I'd throw it out there. I, I think mine might break your heart though. It might. It might. Well, I'm interested to hear. I'm interested to see where you go with this. And well, if I'm, you think I'm not going to mess with you, I'm just getting. I'm just going to give it to you straight up. Kalen Ponga is a sell for now. So he's going to miss rounds 13 and 16. Um, plus, it looks like he's probably going to miss 17 too because they uh, they play on the Friday night again as well. So I've just uh, working through some numbers today and say trading him to Milford, which I'm um, looking at, and, and even if Milford was to, to average 55 through uh, from round 13 to, to 18, that's gaining me 100 points um, during that time. And, and I, you know where I'm currently sitting and how tight it is at the top of the table. Um, I think that's pretty handy to be able to, to grab those points, and it's a lot of money to be sitting on the bench for three weeks. I cannot disagree with you more. I absolutely cannot disagree with you more. You want Ponga for your final team, don't you? Oh, absolutely. So round round eighteen, I'll be trading him straight back in Milford to uh, to Ponga. Done. Yeah, Milford. Would you say he's going to be averaging around fifty five, which 
he'll go what 50 60k close that gap um let me just pull it up now i can do exactly yeah. what he's going to be what his price will be um at that time so let's just say average is 55 which i think is um, reasonable based on what we've seen since dearden has come into the site um so if we go have a look at that now so um around 14 15 16 17 um he's going to be priced um yeah, he's not going to be too dissimilar to what he is now, really. He might have actually um, dropped a little bit. He'll be floating around about that at 492, probably down to around about 460 or something like that. So the key key with any of these trades, though, for me, is to not go spend that cash. So I've already got a million in, in bank at the moment, so I'm not desperate for coin. And then that 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 money from um, Ponga down to, to Milford, that's just a key for me is to not go and then blow it and to have that couple of hundred K sitting there um for round 18 and then just to go and to to go and buy him so the 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 idea is definitely not to go without ponga for more than um two games effectively well let me put it this way ponga has what he got the fullback jersey back in round four he's averaged 90.8 points since that day he had 118 two weeks ago 112 um, against the Roosters, he now has a break-even of 16. If he plays two more games over this break that you're considering, he's going up in price from 755. That's going to be an expensive get-back. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, I'm looking at a break-even of 50 at the moment. So where are you getting the, the low the low teens from? Uh, um, where am I looking at? I'm on Supercoach stats. So break even at the moment of 48. He's got two back-to-back 48. games. 118. My apologies. Yep. That price is already sitting at 755. So you work out, let's just say, <coughs> excuse me, I've just done a nick. Um, Jesus, Nick, calm down. Yeah, let's just let's just look at this again. So let's just look at Ponga. So obviously using NRL Supercoach stats, um, a fantastic resource which we use all the time. I'm going to say I that, absolutely punish this site, mate. So I can't recommend it enough. I'm going to say that he averages 85 in rounds 14 and 15. Um, so if I'm looking to trade him back in, uh, I am probably saying that he's going to be um, cheaper. Well, he'll definitely be cheaper than what he is now, based on based on the the kelp. So I, I think that he's going to have a he'll have a break even of 90 after this one if he uh, scores 85 this in round 14. Okay, yeah, so, no, I can see I can see the uh, the appeal of the you know the money the cash in. I just it's going to be hard to get him back. I think, and um, you don't want to be without him for too long. Yeah, oh, I mean, I've, I've, I've got a huge man crush, so there's probably no way you're talking me into this one. Oh, mate, I absolutely love him too, um, and yeah. we'll do not plan to go without him for more than two rounds. And uh, I just uh, yeah, hoping that Milford keeps on scoring or averaging at least fifty-five to sixty. Um, he's been scoring seventy every second week at the moment, which is really good. And hopefully, he'll have a big one this weekend against the Titans as well. So, for someone like me, who had an absolute shocker in round twelve. Uh, it's the kind of moves that I, I need to make because the vast majority will be holding on to Palmer. Yeah, exactly right. As I say, it's a bit of a pod move. Um, just as an aside, if I can talk about Palmer one more time, he had hundred and one SuperCoach points in last night's game. Absolute star. Well, 100, 101 super coach points, but he was also had about 100 points and just sheer brilliance just from being um, – did stuff that wouldn't have given you super coach points as well. He's just absolutely, absolutely brilliant. And he lost points for getting run over by Latrell late in the game, so he could have been better. Jesus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You have questions? We have answers. It's question time. Okay, so it's that time of week again, the two-minute drill, where myself and Lakey are going to spend one minute on each question. So I pulled together a few of the hottest topics of the week in Supercoach World. And then we've, uh, we're not going to dribble on one minute each, and then we're going to get through them. So, Lakey, straight to you. The question that I have for you is, despite the buy ahead, should we still be looking at the likes of Fenua Blake, Bateman, and a Fisher-Harris this week? Absolutely, you should be. These three guys are tops in their positions this year. Fisher-Harris at 65 is the worst of them. You've got Bateman at 69, and he can play in the center wing. And Fenua Blake at 71 average. Um, in the front row those are huge keeper numbers so yes i say as someone who's bringing in bateman this week i can absolutely endorse looking at those guys the only uh caveat to that is that you can't get them all before the next buy because they've all just had their buy. um they're all going to be on buy in round 16 and that'll kill your team so yes i'm definitely looking at these guys this week Fair enough. Um, I'm actually looking at JFH um, ahead of all of them. I mean, he, he averages close to 70 at lock, and if he's going to stay there, um, he's a definite keeper for the season, and um, he's available close to 510000 which is outstanding value at the moment. Fenua Blake is a lot more expensive than that, and then Bateman has break-even in the hundreds as well. So, I mean, if I was going to pick one, it would probably be Fisher-Harris. He'd be the one that I'd go with, but as I alluded to before, Having missed that, uh, going having a shocking round 12, I'm just going full steam ahead for round 16 and try and get as many players as I can for that round to make up, hopefully, around about 300 points would be ideal. Yeah, understandable. I'm say Fisher-Harris is a gun player this year. He's one we all miss, so get him in when you can. Okay, next question. Tom Travojevic is back. Uh, lots of press this week, but should we be trading him in, Lakey? No. No, you should not. He has a break-even of just 41, so he looks very tempting. Uh, when he came back after his hamstring strain last time, he dropped something like 152 and then followed up with 50-plus in a half um, before you know doing his hammy again, and, and we've sat without him ever since. So I think you have to wait and see how that hammy goes, um, and you give him a week or two, and then he misses round 16 anyway. So... Yeah, absolutely. I say you just got to wait on him. I'm not trading him. I'm not looking at him until he proves that he's back and um, he gets through that buy period. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add to that. So not for me either. Uh, numbers for 16, he's not going to be one of them. And we've got somebody like RTS, which is just having an outstanding season. Um, you know, he's a few years um, separated from that ACL and he's just incredible this year. And I have heard some people say that they're going to make the trade from RTS to Turbo and say 18-19. And, you know, I think that's a little bit unnecessary the way that RTS is going. If you've got a guy that's averaging close to, you know, 70-75 for the season at, at fullback to join Tedesco, then I don't really think it's worth the trade to, to move from Travojevic. But, you know, each to their own, I guess. No, I say I'm absolutely, I'm getting RTS as soon as I can. Uh, I want a 75-point average. He won the Dallium last year and he's playing better than that this year. So he is killing it. Yeah, so he's got a break even over 100 this week and also faces the Storm, who have conceded the uh, fewest amount of points to fullback. So it's a good opportunity just to wait a week and pick him up next week for a lot cheaper. The Absolutely. Next, so, and just speaking about high break evens, uh, like the next question here is that the, the gun coverage options for round 16, such as RTS, Cameron Smith, SJ, um, TKO, uh, Mamalo, just to name a few. They've all got very high break even, so they're all over 100 or very close to 100. So my question is, is it worth waiting for their price to drop or just get them ASAP? No, I'm waiting. Um, I mean, these guys are all on my short list of guys to not only bring in for 16, but to have for the rest of the season. Um, but to, you've got to make the most of your money. That's the way to build the best team. You're not going to get it perfect every time. Like there's, what, five guys you've just listed there and they're probably all going to drop their BEs in the next week or two and you're not going to be able to get them all in. But um, there's no point blowing all your bank on them when they've got a high BE. So I reckon you just wait. Um, you could probably save 30 to 40, 50K per player depending how they go in the next week or so. And as you said, RTS and Mamalo both play Melbourne this week. It's a tough game. 
So, yeah. you know, you, you're going to save yourself cash and you're going to be better in the long run. Yeah, I think all of those guys are definitely players that you want for your um, round 16. I mean, SJ is the query probably out of um, them all, um, just really from a... Um, you know, an injury front and you've got uh, the likes of a Milford and also a Moylan that are options too. So, um, but the rest you, you want, but yeah, round 15 looks like a fantastic time just to go bang, bang, bang and bring in all these guns as long as you've got the bank. You've got five trades between round 15 and round 16, I think. So it'd be a great time to just load up. I agree. Okay. So the next one is Katoni Stags a buy? Mate, this is a better question for Wilf, isn't it? Well, he loves him, doesn't he? Oh, absolutely. As I say, there's been some chatter throughout the um, the WhatsApp, the group chat this week, and, and Wilf is all on it. Um, I can see the appeal. He's a, a nice, cheap player, plays in round 16, big and strong. You know, he's averaging just 33 points per game, but um, 81% of that is just purely in base. So it's a solid platform to work for, um, and, and the Broncos should be better than they have been, but um, in saying that, I'm not going anywhere near him. I'm the same as you. I've got you know close to a million in bank, and I'm looking to just upgrade my my Garricks and stuff to keepers. I don't want to start getting in the cheapies. I did that already this year. I'm I'm looking to come out the other side stronger. Yeah, I, I do agree with you again here. I think that um, all depending on what your team structure is and what you need. I don't think he's the worst buy, but um, I wouldn't be going out of my way to downgrade just to make some cash rather than to bring in a um, a gun. And you've got the likes of a Kurt Mann that's that's now going to play fullback this weekend and also will play fullback in um, probably round 16 too. Uh, and he's got a break even of negative nine, price of 240K, and you know he could score um, almost double what Stags would do. So he's not a bad option too. And then Ewan Aiken is surprisingly below 300K as well. So I... If I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick either of those two guys over a Stags. You sound a bit like JT here, mate, don't you? I don't know. Why is that? This didn't, I've uh, a sneaky rumor doing the rounds that JT has brought in your man, Kurt Mann, this week. Ooh. Well, I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. It's, uh, it's better than Wade Egan, so. Well, Jesus, you couldn't make that mistake twice in a season, could you? No, it could. And uh, a mistake that I didn't think that I would make twice, three times, maybe four times so far in my Supercoach life is uh, Milford time. Is it time? No chance. Really? No way. Okay, go. No. This will be the first time we disagree, so this is where it gets exciting. Cool. Um, he, he's always been better with that steady in half next to him. He played far, far better with Ben Hunt in the side. Um, so it allows him to play his free roaming, his running game, pick and choose against those tired forwards. So definitely been better with Dearden in the team next to him. Um, you pointed out that he's averaging, what, 70 in the three games that Dearden's played? No, so uh, Dearden's oh. played, I think, since round seven, and he's got uh, scores of 75, 47, 97, 24, and 72. 24 is the game I'm looking at. They beat the Roosters in that game, mate. Yeah, but they don't they concede points to halves as well. Well, his game in that one includes a field goal, so that's five points. It includes some forced dropouts, which are a couple points each. Um, the big stat for me on Milford in the last few games is he's running the ball less than five times a game. So, yes, while it frees him up to play his game, he's still not running. That's, that's actually, I didn't really consider that. I mean, I, I'm just looking at some of the attacking stats, which he's getting from running. But, um, yes, that's a that's a very good point that you've made. Yeah, mate. So when he's at his best, he is brilliant. But he's got to be running the ball to take advantage of it. And I'm just looking at it now. Last five weeks, he had uh, he two points, eight points, six points, six points, six points in hit-up eights. And then one, one, two, one, two in just plain hit-ups under eight. So that's, yeah, that's like four and a half, four times a game he's running the ball. It's just, it's not happening. Fair, but he's also then had 62 points in create, 20 in create, 46 in create, three weeks back-to-back as well. Yeah. So what did he have, 20 in create of the 24 that he scored that game? Uh, he scored 47 that game. He had 20 in create. Okay, fair cool. Right. So, so um, I mean, I'm probably going to take a gamble um, purely because, well, one of the big um, tipping points for me is that they played the Titans this week who are just leaking points left, right and centre. Uh, and then they play the Eels, which haven't been in fantastic form, and then play you, your boys um, away from home. That'll be a difficult one. 
Yeah, so they'll get towed up in that game. <laughs> so I don't think it's a... Uh, there's only one game at Suncorp Stadium until round 17. So that is a bit of a concern because at Suncorp Stadium, since Dearden has entered the fold, uh, there's a 75, there's a 97, and then a 24. So that's a pretty good return at home. So yes, concerning, but he's got a, a big game this weekend. And if you look at the Broncos' run home... From round 17 onwards, they've got six of the final nine games at Suncorp Stadium. So to me, that you know screams that he could be a really, really strong pot option for the run home. Yeah, I didn't actually realize. I'm just looking at um, his stats now. I didn't realize he's averaging 50 points or you know this season. Yeah, um, he's doing better than I expected him to, which I guess goes to show what I think of him this year. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got a three round average. Um, you know, almost cl- well, over 60. Um, so he's like, ever since Dearden comes, since Nick Arima's, he's been a different player. And I think he's, yes. he's, even, he's even looked, um, confidence-wise, he's looked completely different too. So um, over the first six weeks of the season, would not have gone near him at all. But uh, yeah, I think he's worth, he's worth the risk for round 16. And then you potentially keep him for the season and then look to maybe move a, a Moylan or a Dearden out to, um, to Ponga to make that happen. Yeah, fair enough, mate. So you're on your own on that one. Possibly with Wilford, but I'm not going anywhere near it. So we've already spoken about you and Aiken a bit, but that's the next one here. So what are your thoughts on him? Is he an undervalued gun? Can be. Um, do I want to take the risk this year? I'm not sure, mate. His last four seasons before this one, he's averaged 50, 55, 53, and 51. Um, but then his coach is Mary McGregor. We've already seen him just like screwing around with the rotations and the benches and stuff all year. Aitken was on the bench for a couple of games. It's just, it's, I don't know, you can take that risk. There's every chance you bring him in so he can um, play round 16 and he ends up cut or, or playing a utility role again. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, that, that's a tricky price range. Um, but I, you know, he has been a proven keeper for your center wing um, previously. So, um, he's not the worst option, and, and he does have the ability to get you know the really really high base attacking stats as well for the center wing. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. So it's that time of week where we both go through uh, who is going to be leaving our sides or who we are firing this weekend. Lakey, who is it? Yeah. Uh, let me get into character. Let's say I don't want to do JT justice because I know he killed this the first week. Um, Jared Croker traded you in on the back of a 62.8 five-round average. You're a kicker in his high-scoring team, very high-scoring team. You scored one of the most consistent center wings in, in the competition. Um, I traded you in because I, I needed that guy. You're that bi-week player. I needed him. You scored 43 points for me over two weeks, 43 over two weeks. It has been the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals, maybe ever. You're fired. That's fantastic, mate. You're, uh, you're placing a tariff, a significant tariff on the, the Canberra Raiders, it seems. Oh, mate, as I say, they're just they love them or hate them, I suppose. Um, but as I've been a huge Croker fan for a long time, so I was eager to get him in, and he's killed me. Yeah, he's killed me. Yeah, I was, very, I was very close to doing it myself, so I'm very happy that I uh, I didn't didn't uh, go down and also skipped on Kotrick as well. So that was a, a good one of the, the few good calls I've made this season. Yeah, mate. So the only Raider that you'd be confident with is Bateman. And, uh, it's happening. No, nah, I stand by my statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I, I'm not going to get close to your impersonation. That was fantastic. But uh, for me, it's a very, very close call between a few, including Sam Burgess, Corey Allen, and Sean Lane. But uh, as long as Tedesco backs up, that's the only thing that's that could change things a little bit. It'll be time to farewell the party. The party is over. The cops are called. And Bryce Cartwright, you are fired. Oh, mate, I would love to be getting rid of Bryce Cartwright this week. <laughs> Got some other things I need to deal with first. But, yeah, cannot blame you on that one at all. So if you do, I mean, that, that break-even of 40 is, um, you would say, gettable, but he's, uh, he's shifted to the bench. However, it does get very, very, very scary after that. So... If he scores 30, which he has been doing this week, uh, if you just have a look at what's going to happen next week. So his break-even after lockout is 92. And then he is set for a massive 
reduction in price of close to 45,000 the round after and then we'll have a break even of 75. So if you hold on to him um, to round 15, he could be priced at around about 337,000. So all of that cash that he's made over the the first uh, or over the past couple of months for you could be gone. So the sooner that we can get him out of our sides, the better. Um, so I'll, yeah. be, I'll be probably looking to move him on to maybe Moylan or SJ this week and just doing a double double switch of my halves and getting in uh, Milford and Moylan, I think. Yeah, mate. I, I like Moylan as an option. He's been killing it in the 80-minute games he's played this year um, and a lot of the attack goes through him. But, yeah, you're absolutely onto a winner by getting rid of Cartwright. Um, I have to hold this week because of the way my DPPs work. Um, but if all goes according to plan and Pong is back next week, I've been going Cartwright to RTS. Yeah. Well, I'm just, if, if Tedesco's out, then um, that'll cause a lot of headaches and I'll probably be forced to bring in RTS a week earlier than scheduled. Um, but uh, hopefully he plays and backs up and then um, I can just uh, get rid of Cartwright and, and Ponger. And then, um, unfortunately, that means that Burgess and Lane will be in my side, but, uh, you know, one of those guys could jag a try quite easily. So there's um, no point in trading them out. But I was was well, very much looking for... Won't. Well, who knows? No, he won't. He won't. He won't. Why are you so, not, uh, why are you so definitive on that? Oh, because he's playing the Knights. I'm just having a look. A little bit of uh, a captain chat for you. Didn't play us last year. Scored 55 in 2017, and in 2016 he scored 135 and 102 against Jesus. the Knights. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's huge scores. But you remember we were wooden spooners for the like three years before that, so we're a lot better now. And he's a lot worse. And he wasn't so, running around with a, a busted shoulder as well. I am, mate. So he had both arms to work with, so it definitely helps. Yeah, very interesting. So fingers crossed they can both of those guys can at least hit 50, um, which they should um, break even to the mid-70s mid for either of them. So, um, you know, they're going to see a price uh, reduction likely as well, but all about points for me at the moment. So um, that's why I'm trying to bring those guys in. So the, the Sharks play the Eels at home and then the um, Broncos play uh, the Titans at home. So I'm expecting both of those players to have um, large games, hopefully. Um, before we close it out, let's just maybe just talk on one of your other boys, uh, Mitch Barnett. Yeah, I spoke to you about yeah. it a couple of days. I'm very, very keen, and he was the guy that I was going to be trading Burgess to. Um, what are your thoughts? I You've talked me into him. Um, I was keeping an eye on him. I didn't realize his break-even was as low as it was until you pointed that out. But, yeah, he's. Uh, I think I messaged you guys a couple of weeks ago and said, is Barnett back? And um, we've been keeping an eye on him since then. And Mate, he's, he's, you know, not knocking out the 90s every second week that he was back in 2016, 2015, but he's he's putting up some good scores and uh, looks like there's a good chance he could be kicking. Uh, depends what happens with Mason Lino mm. this weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm all over it. If there's a chance he's kicking this week and he's kicking in round 16, yeah, he's just going to he's gonna put up some solid scores. Yeah, I think it's a Tabassi. So what, he's played 80... Uh, minutes the past three weeks and then before that it was 72 65 and 80 um, and then across that period you know he's he's scored under 50 once um, and he's just been killing it so um, his base is fantastic too so the last month he hasn't had under 50 points in pure base yeah um, and just on your minutes the 65 and 72 he had HIAs in both those games which contributed to his lesser time so essentially he hasn't played under 80 since round five yeah and, and where i got hurt and available for 500k averaging 57 points per game this season um you know i, I think he's a fantastic buy and and uh and he's, he's definitely an option for the run home too is like your 17th or 18th man with those kind of stats and um you know play he's almost he's almost the fitzy of the the knights this year Oh yeah, exactly. They're the ones he's putting in the work, and they're looking to go to him. He's um, in eighty-minute games he's played. He's averaged seventy-one point four. Yeah. So if he keeps getting eighty minutes, he's definitely a, a great. You know, I, we're probably talking people into him, and he's not going to be the pod that we wanted him to. But um, yeah, great option. I think so. I think so. Um, he's a guy that I'll be looking to bring in this week. I was before the news of Ponga. So um, I think he. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring him in next week probably. 
I'm, I'm going to figure out how to get him in, I think. All right, good stuff. Well, it's been fantastic having you on uh, for your first time this year. Uh, that's about it for the SC report. It's uh, We're sticking to our time here. It's just a bit over 45 minutes. So um, look forward to a massive weekend of NRL. Maybe the stand will be a little bit below what we saw last night, which is sensational. But um, this week and next uh, are going to prove to be pretty uh, pivotal, I'd say, for Supercoach. So, Lucky, best of luck, and I hope, uh, hope your nights go well tomorrow. Thank you, sir. I'm looking forward to the game with or without Ponga. And um, thanks for having me on. Anytime you need me, I'm, I'm here. Um, and just as a shout-out to one of our other boys, keep an eye on Stylesy's Twitter account this weekend. It's going to save your season. Agree. He has been absolutely on fire lately and um, got me out of a few predicaments and just, mate, on the ball, that kid, on the ball. Absolutely. So set your notifications up um, and make sure you're following uh, A-Styles, author, uh, twitter.com, and subscribe to the podcast as well. Get them all in your feed as soon as you come. And then we'll uh, speak to you next Wednesday night. Uh, JT, I think, will probably be back. Who knows? He's a little bit uh, bit crazy, that guy. Still still probably running around Sin City down the coast after watching these boys get up on the weekend, is he? Yeah, he's he's having a, um, a mad Monday turned into a mad week, I think. So... Uh, he's all right. He needs to enjoy the Cowboys' wins when they happen because they don't happen too often. Yeah, fair call. Cool. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks again and speak to you all next week. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.